Have you seen this video? It's ridiculous. Joe Warmington from the Toronto Sun has an exclusive of this cop who was uh, arrested or this uh, sorry suspect that was arrested gets in the back of a squad car and he does like a little Harry Houdini and out of his waistband pulls a handgun. It's truly terrifying. Uh, Joe Warmington joins us on the show right now. Joe, welcome to the show. Good to be with you, Kelly. Good to have you on. Um, now, how did you find out about this video? Well, it was going around, uh, you know, the police world in uh, 51 Division, other places uh, where there was people talking about it. And so once you hear about a video like that, then you have got to work on trying to find it. It, uh, it wasn't leaked, as people have reported, and then we went and found it. But, you know, it's part of the story, too, and that the police are concerned about the fact that the video was being shared, and that's part of an internal probe as well. Right. Um, and uh, uh, the officers were actually warned, do not share this anymore uh, because it, you know, uh, it, it could, I guess it could embarrass the officers that uh, were part of this. But also police are saying they actually wanted to share it because they thought every officer should see it. I think that there was no malice here on the on the police in terms of the video. Um, I'm certainly not going to encourage anybody to not share it. Uh, send it to me anytime you like, this kind of thing. But what happened here was the officers, Kelly, were everybody wanted to see it because they mm. wanted to avoid it happening again. And, and it was not, uh, like I said, with any bad intentions or gossip, that kind of thing. It was more like they were mortified about it. And I don't think it was uh, about the officers being embarrassed either because they're but the grace of God, though. Any officer that does that job. Yeah, but I mean, you see this guy wiggling around in the back of a cop car because it's all videotaped, right? And he's he's apparently handcuffed, but he is like pulling it out. It seems like this out of the side of his pants. Is is this a case of cops not really frisking appropriately or doing the pat down appropriately before cuffing the guy? Well, it looks like that. Um, you know, he, he's got a baggy. You know, baggy uh, kind of jacket on, and maybe some bag. You know, I don't know if he's got a puffy coat on. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, puffy. So, you know, obviously he was arrested for impaired driving. He wasn't arrested for you know criminal activity involved weapons or anything like that. So I think what happened, you know, here is they patted him down and they got him in the car. You you got to go back to the division, and you may have to drop your you know your clothing at that point which is, could have been really dangerous there because that's where some real firepower could have happened once they take the cuffs off. Uh, so I think that's what happened. And don't forget the police officers, they're in trouble everything they did. I mean, they're not allowed to, there's so many things they can't do. So I think that they were, you know, uh, you know, it's not easy to, to go into people's private parts and things like that. So it, uh, What do you mean by that? I mean, isn't it, isn't it that they have to do a full-on pat-down? What do you mean by there are things they can't do? Well, Every time they turn around, they're in trouble. Uh, and the last thing they want is they're trying to be respectful. And you say, well, you know, they should have done this or should have done that. Well, you should have been there, too, because anybody that's done that kind of job knows that, you know, it's very, very difficult. Now, if this had been a gun call or uh, that kind of thing, then it would have been, you know, I'm sure a far more deeper kind of pat down. But it was an impaired driver. They pulled him out. Um, they put him in the car and they patted him down. I understand. But, you know, having said that, I mean, obviously it should have been done better, but it's mm. just that I don't want to be the one pointing the finger saying, you know, making fun of them when they almost could have been killed and, or so, he could have, the suspect could have killed himself, too. We've seen that before. What, what's, so, what's the goal of uh, writing about it then? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, why are you talking about it now? Well, I'm what's talking about goal? it because it's what's your, your reason? Because I'm I, 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 I want to know some no, details. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Doesn't have no, to but... offer the Kelly Kutura speech. Uh, <laughs> uh, behind the glass, there. No, he is laughing behind the glass. You're right. Actually, that's one thing you're right about, Joe. But I'm not well, speechless on this. The reason why I wanted to know about it was, I mean, I, like if you say you're not trying to embarrass the cops, I mean, because it is embarrassing. So I just wanted to know where. You... No, no, it's not embarrassing. It happens. It's t- okay. It, it's also you terrifying. Know, the bad guy is the bad guy is before the courts allegedly, right? Uh, who had the gun, the illegal gun, and that's the bad guy. That's embarrassing. Okay, but it's it... embarrassing for the city. The police officers. Yeah, you never made a mistake before. I mean, oh gosh, come on now. Hard. But I, I don't have. I, I, luckily, nobody. You know, it can't result in you know a fatality for me or my partner. I mean, and listen, I'm not placing blame. I wasn't there. I'm just saying it's a big oopsie because the guy did have a gun, so something went sideways somewhere. Uh, the Mike McCormick, who is, of course, the Toronto Police Association president, is saying it just shows how dangerous things have become and how many illegal guns are being carried. And, Joe, if it's a case of I, I get it, they weren't called for a weapons charge, so maybe they weren't looking for it. But, I mean, we hear about cops all the time coming on the show saying, well, you can tell by the way someone's walking that they're carrying. So don't you just isn't your automatic default? Everybody's got a uh, possibly got a weapon in the city. I think they did. I think many, not everybody, but many, many people. Well, no, when you're a cop arresting. Well, I I suspect that uh, if they're arresting somebody in a situation that involves violence or something, you know, in around where there's suspects that, you know, are at large that fit the description of somebody that (laughs) robbed a store, yes. But in, in somebody that's been pulled over for an impaired, I can see them coming out and trying to be respectful, doing Mm -hmm. their jobs, patting the guy down. You know, to your point, though, and you asked why we're covering it. I think yeah. because we want to make sure that the people are safe. The police officers were at risk, and so was the public, and so was this person that was allegedly impaired behind the scene. If he had shot himself in that or whatever, we don't want that either. And and so the thing is that, but remember that, the, you know, what's going to happen now is that whoever's getting arrested today is going to be patted down a little stronger. More aggressively, and, sure. And, more, and you're going to... You're going to be hearing about, you know, people saying that they felt like they were sexually violated and things like that. And so the, the, the coppers can't win. And right. I, is I, is, I, is that part of the motivation, Joe? Is that part of the motivation, like the fact of, 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 of uh, letting us know about the story? Because I think it's an important story to be told. So I'm not criticizing you. I was just wondering what your motivation was. But, you know, with the What's handcuffing, is, is it the fact that now, you know, this guy was handcuffed, but he managed to get a gun out of his uh, waistband? Is it the fact that, you know, that cops are kind of handcuffed? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's part of it. There's all kinds of parts of every story. My motivation is that I heard about this and I went and worked on it and I got it out and I wanted to come on your show. And yep. It's exciting to be here the first time in how long? Over a year or two? No, so come on. I got to check those and, numbers. But but anyway, um, yeah. that, that, that was my motivation uh, is to get the story out. Mm-hmm. And I don't sit there and go, well, I want it to go a particular way. Uh, all these things need to be discussed. Obviously, yep. there should have been a better pat-down, but I just don't want to be, or I want to be a little bit real about it, that the officers didn't, you know, they're the ones that were at risk. They're kicking themselves uh, for not doing a little bit harder and, as you say, a more aggressive pat-down, for sure. And I think they're probably arguing amongst each other about mm-hmm. it because, you know, the one guy driving, the other guy, you know, you just don't know. I imagine but, they're also breathing a sigh of relief that this guy didn't shoot them. Well, they... They also were able to get the gun at some point, uh, yeah. you know, in their custody. 
and they got a gun off the street. And so I think that, to be honest with you, I don't think that they're really at fault. I hope they're not in real trouble for it. Mm-hmm. As for the officers that are leaking, so-called leaking, they weren't really leaking it. All they were doing was sharing it. And yeah. it ended up out on apps that you were able to access outside of there. Were they sharing um, it as a cautionary tale? Like, get, yes. really, make sure you're patting down well, because yes, look at this guy. That's what they were doing. I mean, that, that was the sense of what I heard about was you're not going to believe this and everybody needs to see it because when you're uh, in patting people down, make sure you really double check because this could happen. That's what it was. So I, I don't think there should be any internal, I think there should be an internal probe, but, you know, kind of a teachable moment as opposed to let's nail people for it because the bad guy, as they said, allegedly, because he's not been convicted of anything right. yet. Uh, but it sure doesn't look good. And, uh, you know, that's who I'm focused on. Do we know when this happened, Joe? It happened on Sunday night okay. around 8 o'clock in 51 Division. There's a lot of things we don't know. And mm-hmm. It was really, really difficult to get all this out. Um, and I don't know, have you seen the video yet? Yeah, yeah I have, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, see, that's why I thought he took it out of the where side. Did you see the video? Uh, on, the, uh, on one of the news outlets seems to be running yeah. it. Yeah, the... Um, there was uh, there was a big chase uh, for it. There was other people working on this as well to try to get it out. And uh, the Sun's gonna either has or will be posting it mm-hmm. uh, pretty soon as well. We we had the video, but I think they were just making doubly, triply sure that legally it was okay to to go with it. And I think it, you know we've been given the clearance on that. And also to work with the police on it because the last thing. You know, we have relationships that you want to keep those going, too. I learned in G20, as you know, uh, you know, not to scorch the earth uh, over every little thing. So, uh, Of course, listen, and we have a lot of cops that listen to this show. I know that, uh, you know, a lot of friends of the show are uh, police officers from different uh, regions and different areas, municipalities. And, uh, you know, all we're doing is pointing out that this was a story that happened in Toronto. And and I want to know what can can go wrong and how does something like this go on? Joe, thank you so much. Just before you go, we had a case of a father who killed his daughter in Brampton just last year. It was on her birthday. It was on Valentine's Yeah, it was one of the Amber Alerts. And, uh, you know, in the cell, someone noticed that, gee, he's got a gunshot wound to his head. And uh, remember that? And uh, somewhere in the transport. So he had a gun. And he used it on himself somewhere in there. We never got the straight answer of what happened there. I brought that out as well for the same reason I brought this out. For however it lands is however it lands. And uh, it's good to be with you. You know, it is an important subject. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate talk, your time. Talk to, you in a, talk to you in a couple of years, maybe 2021. <laughs> Come on. It hasn't been that long. Easy now. Uh, if you want to read uh, Joe's column, it is in the Toronto uh, Sun. Arrested suspect pulls out gun in the back of his squad car. It seems unbelievable. We're going to talk with John Biggerstaff. He's been on the show before. He's a retired homicide detective. And we're going to talk about what exactly goes down during an arrest. Like, how does a pat down go? And how often would something like this happen where you've got... Uh, someone that you've arrested in the back of your squad car and they pull out a gun. They're cuffed. How do you even manage that? It's Global News Radio 640 Toronto.